get over Ming's kingdom, we should land near the entrance of the abandoned drain tunnel. Our ship can be well concealed there. I remember the place. Hi there, this is Barney. Welcome to Loco Ludus. I thought I would record a little update on alluvial plains after running a game at Kraken. I don't know if you can hear, but that's the wind going through some reeds. And the relevance of that is that reeds and marshland were an important feature in the area of the alluvial plains that the game was set. It's a really, really nice morning, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> which is really nice. Um, I'm, I'm pretty tired. I didn't get that much sleep last night, and I ran the game, and didn't get that much sleep the other nights, and. So I don't know if I if I'm I don't know if I feel a little a little downbeat. I think I think that's just mostly to do with tiredness. Because I don't I don't have anything really too negative to say about about the game. So there's a little collection of wind turbines. See, they were half covered in mist the other day. But anyway, so what? What? What happened? What happened? Hmm. Okay. Now the first thing I wanted to say is this. I'd like to say thank you to everyone who's listening, everyone who's contributed with call-ins or messages or whatever in relation to Alluvial Plains and especially to Spencer and Dave who are my collaborators on the project the thank you is for is for taking the project seriously Now, I could say that I just I can just create things for my, my own amusement. And certainly, certainly I do. I have that wish to. But it is also important to me that there's... There are people who are interested or people who... Yeah, respond to it. Otherwise, it it does just seem like some kind of futile exercise. Um, which is, you know, doing it for its own purpose, something for its own end is, of course, wonderful. But I. But it's nice to be working on something to share 
if you like. So I'm very appreciative of that. Very appreciative of everyone who takes it seriously. And I think that game design, especially role-play games, this this playtesting possibility is is quite distinctive compared to other kinds of art or literature where often end products are expected and you know if not immediately they're and even if they're going to go through further changes there's still some expectation around completedness whereas with games there's really an openness to development and an enjoyment of development so that of course has been happening with the playtest coming to Kraken this is some of this is first kind of face-to-face game for a while I think it's certainly the most public one so all of those are interesting important little steps and so that that's gone well that's gone well I so for the game I had three players I had Frank, Karen and Matt and they were all very good sports with many great things to say the 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 the, the prehistory issue i think was was interesting because i showed them a map of the of the doggerland area in in prehistoric times maybe 16,000 years ago I think it says on the map and how much land was was above sea level and so that was kind of a new thing I didn't I didn't ask them if what that really means for them but there was some discussion later about trying to give a sense of the world of this prehistoric world and I'll come but I'll come back to that um so this was the same scenario that I started running with Liren and Jeff and Carl and Andy last weekend and a really surprising thing I mean maybe I shouldn't be so surprised but both sets of teams made very similar decisions and I I swear I swear that the 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 the, the possibilities were completely open for them. Now, not exactly, not exactly. They didn't do exactly the same things. But that 
that intrigued me that intrigued me because then the question as a games master or a scenario designer or game designer whatever do do, do I do I want to work harder to open up or invite you know signpost double signpost other possibilities or do I just leave it how it is and see see how it goes so this was on this little this this little village on the cusp of marsh and lake and somebody somebody's disappeared and the players the players investigate what's going on so they took a very similar direction you know they they geographic direction they 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 followed the same trail if you like the the most obvious physical trail perhaps so the other trails would have been more social something like that um Regular listeners will know that magic in alluvial plains is quite low-powered. <clears throat> and as you would have heard from Seb in the last episode, uh, he likes this idea that you're not quite sure if the magic was really magic or the enchantments were really enchantments or if it was just some strange twist of fate. And so our shaman character had weather control powers and went for the big, the big incantation, the big spend, and uh, controlled the weather. And so exposed, so caused a, caused a big long gust of wind that I suppose was a bit like a a whirlwind in some way so it could have been completely fortuitous a completely fortuitous natural event but it worked and the the, the wind swirled round and it flattened all of the surrounding reeds and exposed a hidden assailant, is that what you call them? A hidden attacker, which they otherwise would not have been able to locate. So that was, that was a great moment. For me, you know, thematically, ludically uh, but but also mechanically it's always nice these particular moments where there's a a distinctive risky action being performed and and to see it work uh, that's that was nice one thing that annoys me is that towards the end, I, I, I 
I feel like I made a bit of a mistake, a bit of a continuity error. I kind of nudged, nudged the intrigue down, down an overcomplicated route. And I don't know, I really don't know why I did that. It just happened. So I knew I wanted to finish, but then somehow I I decided that instead of allowing it to round out in an uncomplicated way, if you like, that the investigation had succeeded in the time that we we had, if you like, or had gone some way to being resolved, that I, yeah, I, I, I added another layer of complication. Stupid. So that annoys me. That annoys me. But it wasn't a complete car crash at all. And uh, we, we finished up the adventure and then had a uh, then had a nice chat about things about the game so there was time for that which was which was good so so i introducing the 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 world and the system was good fun at the beginning i had made little disposable dice trays that could be colored in Uh, because of the, the importance of the colour coding. Sorry, in case you didn't hear that, we we coloured the, these these paper dice trays in because of the importance of the colour coding, and I think it helps for people to associate the colours with their functions by doing that colouring. So that was nice, and it was nice to have. It's nice to have the physical dice to be able to show and uh, test. Um, they were all really experienced role players, so so that's always interesting because you really are hitting the ground running and people are on the one hand they want to explain clearly and at the same time you don't need to waste any time waste what's wasting any time you don't need to take any time to uh to introduce the game in any more fundamental ways it's it's quite immediate so I think I did all right with that. I think I did all right. Um, and uh, one comment was that uh, it's a right off the bat, right off the bat, someone said that they think it's the most colourful system going. Uh, so I'll, I'll take that compliment. That's very nice. And indeed, it you know, the colourful dice do do bring a bit of presence to the table. So, yeah, so we talked about prehistory, how the dice pool was going to work, and then 
as I said I was going to do in the last episode following uh, Liren's suggestion, tie the players into the world more with some of the random tribe generation stuff. And that worked really well. So we knew that they, where, the, where the, the tribe was located, but there were other social things that, that we rolled for using the custom dice. And that, that I really enjoy. I really enjoy that. It gives you all this, this data, if you like, about the tribe. And it did come back. It did come back into the, into the discussion in, in the play world about how people would behave and what kind of uh, responses people might have to things. I think the the most extended and probably valuable thing that came from the discussion after the game was about presentation of the abilities and there wasn't any one side or other so it was really a a, a nice and interesting weighing up of the pros and cons of how to present abilities lists on the character sheets because for this for with this scenario this bit of the playtest i have decided to list the all of the abilities on the character sheet so that people can see what they what they might be heading for if you like and so one of the comments there was when you have that you see what's possible in the world so in the system, in the game, everyone can do everything basically, except the shamanic stuff. If you're not a shaman, you can't do shamanic stuff. <clears throat> but uh, basically, everyone can do everything. The the abilities indicate expertise. So, so as long as everyone bears that in mind and don't feel that they can't do things because it's not on their list, I think that's okay. So even having some more redundant abilities has a positive function. That was one of the comments or some of the discussion that came out of this. So for example, pigments tells you something about the world. Uh, um, midwifery you know whilst that might not be on the top of many players lists as an ability to acquire it's certainly a very important one I think and then that comes back to a question then for game masters do they then need to you know, make sure that that is an ability worth having? Create scenarios that involve childbirth, for example. Um, 
and then there was some discussion about the difficulty levels on the dice, moderate, hard, extreme. Other playtesters have also commented on finding that uh, a little bit difficult to grasp. And why not, you know, why start at moderate? Why is moderate the lowest one? And my answer is that easy actions you don't roll for. Therefore, the dice start at moderate. So really, we've got easy, moderate, hard, extreme. But easy, you don't roll for. And one comment was that actually one of the players likes that, likes starting at moderate, because then it gives you the feeling that any task that you're trying is all is pretty much aiming for moderate success. So that does evoke something. But then at the same time there are then there are these you know the yesterday and else else times uh, that maybe other terms would be possible to find. But that gets my brain that gets my brain thinking, of course, but I'll save that for another time. What else is there to say about all of this? Ah, uh, maybe that combat felt like it didn't totally fit in terms of the in, in relation to the other roles I, I you know I, I don't know about that I'm not so sure again it might be it's it might just be a case of explaining it it might be a question of design that was one thing that was pointed out But, but I have had a thought about that. I have had a thought about that, and I'll come back to that another time. Again, I think it, it reveals to me this, that the playtesting is a, is a mixture of um, receiving more or less objective responses or observations that even might be your observations of people playing as well as uh, getting a lot of subjective opinion basically so what one person finds easy or clear someone else finds confusing uh, what one person finds appealing somebody else is not so interested in and juggling all of those things in in assessing what things to revi- revisit or advance or 
remove and so on uh, is is very interesting so to kind of come back to the beginning I suppose it really does depend it's all about the people who uh, take the time to play your game and give you feedback so I'll finish here for today and say thank you again to everyone. Bye.